Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Okay, off the top, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to somebody who might be the GOAT in their sport, Novak Djokovic, for winning the French Open. He took out Nadal, who was my GOAT. Hey, man, I had Nadal. I gave y'all the field. I lost that one. But nevertheless, even in spite of that, I've had a very good week. And I certainly hope you have as well. All right, so I want to start off today's show by thanking Everyone for going to my Facebook page, liking and following it. If you have not, here's your opportunity. If you search me on Facebook at R-Y-L now, that's the word R spelled out, Y-L now on Facebook. You'll find the page there. A lot of the times, obviously, since I only record once a week, I do post things there from time to time, just a different mix of different things. So if you want to get more content from me, if you, of course, like the show and want to even leave me a comment about it, that's the best way to do it on my Facebook page at R-Y-L now. All right, so let's kick off today's show. I wanted to actually kind of talk about a subject that's near dear to my heart, and y'all will actually find out why as I begin to talk about it. I have yet to actually really talk about this on any of my podcast recordings, but I'm a huge fan of education. My mom was a teacher for a number of years, and she always pressed just how important going to school and getting good grades were to me and my brothers and sister. In the generation that I grew up, it was taught that to make a good living, you had to graduate college in order to do that. Well, what we're starting to see, not only is that not necessarily the case, you can sometimes even set yourself up for better financial success by not going. Now, before anyone starts thinking that I've already changed my mind off the top um, on education being important, I haven't. Let's just say I've adjusted my mindset on what America has taught us for many years that it is the only way to make money. I want to provide some details as to why I came to this way of thinking and when I believe you should actually consider getting that college degree. So let me dive into my first point, try to break this all down to you. I hope it makes a little sense. My first point comes from how having a degree mattered more back then than it does now. According to Statista.com, back in 1960, only about 16% of Americans had their college degree. This basically meant that if you had one, the job you were going to get was most likely going to pay you top dollar for your skill or that degree. Fast forward to today, And about 40% of Americans have a college degree, which means that there are more people who might have the same degree as you 
So getting that top paying job is going to be harder to get. Along with this, the cost of college has gone up quite a bit over the years. Bloomberg reported that over the last decade, the cost of college has increased by 65%, which is just utterly insane in my opinion. It's insane. When you compare that to what most college graduates make after earning their degree, which is around 40,000, I've rounded the numbers, really 39 some change, but I just rounded it to 40,000 for an even number. It has really set graduates behind the eight ball, in my opinion. Unless your college was paid for, you came out of college with a ton of debt while not making enough money to even keep up with cost of living that has only grown by a substantial number. In the last 10 years, wage growth on average has only grown 27%. Now, when you compare that to the aforementioned rise of college costs, the math just isn't there to support that old theory that my parents and their parents, you know, taught. My second point to why a college degree may not be necessary for you to succeed financially is how many people are getting their degrees and don't even use them. Now, the InsideHire.com found that about 39% of college graduates said that they don't even work in the field that they earned their degree in, which is a scary thought if you really think about it. I mean, how could this really be? Now, my theory about this comes from my personal experience. So I'm going to a little story time for you. I have my degree in forensic science, which is in the criminal justice field. And coming out and trying to find a job after I graduated, I really actually couldn't. When I applied to different um, precincts, I was told to be a police officer first. And when there was an opening, I could maybe transfer there. Well, that's not what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to be an officer first because that wasn't the reason why I went to school <laughs> to begin with. I could have just rolled up, tried out for the academy and got there. And if any of y'all out there listening, y'all actually might be able to relate because y'all might be in a similar spot too. We end up working for a job we didn't go to school for. Which brings me to my next point. A whopping 41% of people with degrees end up working in jobs that don't even require a degree. 41%. So if you are going to go to college, there's a few things I would consider myself first and would recommend. I would check to see how much the field of which you're going to get your degree in pays. There is no way you should get a degree that's going to cost you $30,000 that's only going to pay you $40,000. There are so many degree fields that fall into this category, and unless you just love that area, I wouldn't go get that degree. I just wouldn't go get it. I would also... Take a look to see if you could do that line of work without getting a degree for it. For example, a lot of folks want to get a degree in business management. But in most cases, you don't need your degree to get into a management position. 
Case in point, I don't have my business management degree and I'm in corporate. (laughs) If the field you want to go in doesn't pay a lot, it's because that area of the market is watered down in all likelihood. So you might want to consider another degree. Every single one of us have more than just one talent. So choose the degree that's going to allow you to still use your talent, but also going to compensate you for it. Going to that school of higher learning can be a blessing, but making sure you consider everything before going is the key to making sure it's just that. Because if not, it can turn into a giant boulder around your neck with student loan debt or the world's most expensive paperweight. And I know none of us want that. Just my two cents. All right, let me transition to the NBA playoffs, which if got any basketball fans out there, or maybe you're just a lover of sports in general, I tell you what, these playoff series have actually been quite, quite interesting. Outside of the Phoenix Nuggets series, where Phoenix just swept them out the playoffs. And yes, I know that Chris Paul is in COVID protocol, but let's be honest, the series that they're waiting on with the Clippers and Utah, who's actually playing tonight, I think last I looked, I think Utah was winning, and Kawhi Leonard's not even playing, he's hurt. That series may go up while so Chris Paul may be back for the beginning of that series anyway. Now, granted, if he does have COVID, he could be a little compromised because it does take a little bit to come back from and get your strength back from. I know because I had COVID early last year, but I think the winner of that Utah Clipper series is probably going to win the West, in my opinion, because though I like Phoenix and Chris Paul, that they're a heck of a story. They really are. But let's be honest, the Lakers, who they beat, yeah, LeBron was there, but AD wasn't there. That team wasn't healthy, so I won't exactly say that was impressive. Sweeping the Nuggets, I guess you could call it impressive, But, I mean, Jamal Murray wasn't there. It's still impressive to sweep a team who got to the second round of the playoffs. I'll give them that. But the caliber of opponents that, well, maybe not Utah, because I know they beat, again, my favorite player in the NBA, John Morant, and the Memphis Grizzlies. So that really was a cakewalk. But the step up in talent from them to the Clippers obviously is vast. And then the Clippers beating the Mavericks, it's, you know, obviously still no Nothing to sneeze at. So I think the winner of that series um, is probably going to go fine, but we will see. If the Clippers can somehow pull this game out with missing Kawhi, who's out with a knee injury, then, I mean, that would be impressive. Hey, this is Paul George's game for people to get off his back and stop making fun of him, much like last night was KD's night. So there's a lot of people out there who says that Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. I be one of those people. Now, for for anybody out there who loves LeBron, and y'all already know I got love for LeBron too. He's he's number two on my all-time list. So when I say Kevin Durant is the best player in the league right now, I'm not talking about 
looking at the entire totality of their career. Because clearly, if we do that, LeBron is a much, actually kind of much, much better player historically than Kevin Durant. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is at this exact present moment, Kevin Durant is showing and really has been probably for, let's say, the last two years, well, three years because he was hurt one year, that he's the best player in the league. I mean, we kind of saw this coming. And the, and the freakish thing is he's coming back off of this injury. He had a Achilles injury, which Achilles injury normally spells sports doom. It normally does. Since KD is such a magician with the basketball and just honestly, he's, I mean, you can make an argument. The guy is probably the greatest offensive player in NBA history. And yes, I'm including guys like Mike, like Kobe, like James Harden, again, like Kareem. The dude is simply unguardable. He can shoot from anywhere. He can handle. He can post. He doesn't have a hole in his offensive game. Last night, he scored 49 points off of 23 shots. Do you know how hard that is to do? Most people get 49 points. They have to shoot somewhere close to or over 30 shots. And this dude did it on 23 shots. I mean, just incredible. Which, again, is exactly why they're going to beat the Bucs. It's because they have that guy and the Bucs don't. And let me get to the Bucs. So, the Bucs, they have a good team. And I think had KD obviously not been in the East, I think the Bucs may have a shot to get out of the East. The problem with the Bucs is, especially Giannis, he keeps running into people who are just better than him. Two years ago, ran into Kawhi. Now, last year, he did get hurt, but the Heat was still outplaying them, though. Like, even if he didn't get hurt, Milwaukee wasn't going to win that series. It just goes to show that as good as Giannis is in the regular season, dominating folks in the playoffs, you need certain elements to your game that that young man currently simply does not have. And I'm not even going to blame his teammates because I think his teammates are good enough. I know a lot of people rag on Chris Middleton that he's a sometimey all-star and all that. And same thing with you, Holiday. But those guys are capable ball players. I mean, they're pretty. I mean, they're. they're I mean, they're good enough to win a championship with. The problem is their best player can't be their best player when they need him to be their best player. Um, now, granted, I still think Milwaukee's going to win game six back in Milwaukee. I would be shocked if the Nets took that one. I, I would. I mean, unless James Harden actually starts playing basketball instead of just being a body on the court because, yeah, he was just there yesterday. He was there in body. I don't even think he was there in spirit, just in body. So unless he's got to, you know, play better. And if Joe Harris could actually, you know, throw a Skittle into the ocean again at some point, 
then, yeah, I don't think they're going to be Milwaukee, Milwaukee, but I do think Brooklyn can and probably will beat them in a game seven in Brooklyn, which then will put Brooklyn to the Eastern Conference Finals. That'll give Kyrie a chance to come back. And then they're probably, and it looks like they might end up playing the Atlanta Hawks. I tell you what, this Hawks team, I think people have underrated them the entire year. And what I mean by people, I mean me. If you would have told me the Atlanta Hawks would be one win away from getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and actually beating the team that I thought would actually meet Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd have told you you're out of your mind. But I tell you what, this this team scraps. They play hard. They have shooters. Trey Young is has turned into a heck of a point guard. When he first got into the league, you know, he was trying to be Steph Curry and just jack up a bunch of threes. But now he's actually turned into a very, very good point guard. And because of that, it's allowing others to have open shots and others to contribute to hustle plays and things of that nature. And I tell you what. If Philly loses this series, which it looks like they might because they lost again today. I think it's time to either trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. Now, both of these guys are both of these guys are great. They're great talents, but they just both don't fit. And the reason why is because well, Ben Simmons can't shoot, and since Ben can't shoot, then it doesn't relieve any pressure on Joel Embiid because then it forces him to float out more. We has to shoot instead of allowing him to be dominant on the inside. Excuse me. Yeah, they're probably going to have to break them up. And honestly, their best trade piece is going to be Ben Simmons because Joel Embiid stays hurt too much. He's actually hurt in this series. So no one's going to trade for him. So yeah, they wouldn't have having to trade Ben. And if I'm trading for Ben, then bring back somebody who can shoot, who can handle the ball and stuff like that. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, the series isn't over. They do have to go back to Atlanta. And Atlanta is actually really good at home. So I don't think Philly's actually going to be able to come back and win that. But I would be shocked um, if they did. The 76ers, that is, I would be shocked if they actually closed out or, excuse me, beat Atlanta in Atlanta to come back to Philly. But, yeah, I think the Hawks are going to win this series. And then it'll be them and the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. And we'll talk about the final series, you know, again, as the playoffs progress. Right now, yeah, the Hawks are definitely the the surprise team. I'm utterly shocked by their play. Um, We will see. All right, let me wrap up with this. So, segment, bringing it back for this week. What the hell did you just say? And my this week's what the hell did you just say goes and stays in the world of sports. Kind of. Because it is a sports figure who... I couldn't, I, when I saw the article, I thought it was like a hoax or something, but then I actually clicked on it and I actually found out that, yeah, this actually, this actually happened. So everybody knows, or maybe you don't, but if you're an a MMA fan, you probably know who Amanda Nunez is. If you're not an MMA fan and never heard of her, let me give you a little background on Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez is the goat of women's fighting when it comes to mixed martial arts. She is that great. She's only lost once and that was early on in her career. And currently she's a two division belt holder 
in the UFC, which is entirely impressive. She's the only woman ever to have done that. And she, not only does she beat people, she knocks people out and she's actually beating people who are considered legends in their sport. We already know what she did to Ronda. Ronda ain't been back since. Ronda don't want in the sport. She gone. She retired. She smoked Cyborg so bad. Cyborg went left and went to a whole nother promotion. She beat Holly Holmes who beat Ronda Rousey and beat her pretty easy too. So Amanda Nunes, you know, sitting there looking around like, you know, I'm a two-time champ. I'm literally the GOAT. But these cats over here, like Logan and Jake and Logan Paul and them, or the Pauls, are sitting here just fighting anybody and just making bank. I mean, heck, they even lured Floyd Mayweather out of retirement and got Floyd to fight. Just to make a quick payday because they know there's going to be people who's just going to go pay for it. Because people just love to be entertained. So, Amanda Nunes, which is why she gets my, what the hell did you just say? Actually said that she would like to get in this same arena. And the person she would fight is none other than the fearsome Kim Kardashian. Now, would a lot of people pay for this? Yes. They probably would. Simply to see Kim Kardashian get her face rearranged. If I'm Kim Kardashian and I know she probably somebody probably bought this to her and she immediately said, get this away from me because Kim don't want to make them kind of business decisions. Kim has almost made, if she has not already, has made a billion dollars in her career. So why? Why would she even want to do this? And the fact that Amanda And it's funny because when she was asked the question, out of all the people in the world, she chose Kim. You know what? You know who I want to beat the hell out of? Kim. Yeah, that's right. Kim Kardashian. I think that'll be a good pay-per-view. She could have said anybody else. She could have said a rematch with Ronda Rousey. She could have went and got that one, um, I don't know. What, there's that one uh, 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 female boxer who is undefeated. She's like 72-0. Forgive me. I cannot remember her name. I'm drawing a blank on it. But she could have said her name. She could have said anybody else. But no, she picked Kim Kardashian. Knowing full well that will never happen. There is no... I don't care what... They could tell Kim, Kim, this will make you $100 million. Kim wouldn't do it. I, and if I'm anybody on her circuit, I'll tell her, don't do that. That woman going to kill you. So that's my this week's what the hell did you just say moment because <laughs> she's straight. I mean, didn't even hesitate. Who would you like to fight? Kim Kardashian. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> oh, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't pay for that yet. I wouldn't pay for it. I know some people would, but I wouldn't. All right. Ladies and gents, that's it for today's show. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I appreciate you all tuning in and your time. I will catch you all next week. Y'all have a very good week. Peace.